Hi everybody, it's Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. Hope you're doing well. Philosophical Parenting, Volume 555? Not sure. Anyway, uh, my daughter is close to being three, and I've had the enormous mind-bending joy and privilege, thanks listeners and donators, to be able to stay home with her for the past three years and be a full-time parent. And um, I think it's just been an incredible privilege. And it has been an enormously gratifying frankly, relief, since I've lectured people about parenting for many years, to find out that the theories that I have worked with, uh, they work. (laughs) That is a good thing. Otherwise, there'd be a lot of crow pie in front of the big chatty forehead right now. So, some uh, some updates. Um, (laughs) I don't know, just funny stories. If they're of interest to you, they're certainly delightful to me. Ah, I did get my, uh, you're the best daddy in the whole wide world, and that's why I love you yesterday. Ah, she's going to be three soon. That you know, you, you try to hold it together, but um, but you can't. <laughs> you try to hold it together, but that's just uh, so moving that it's it's fantastic. And um, so uh, that was that was just a wonderful thing. Something that was funny. So, so uh, and my daughter Isabella will uh, do things, and I try to copy her, and she almost tells me invariably that I got it wrong. Right. So um, she likes watching Treehouse. So, We're watching Treehouse. Uh, she will tell me that I got the notes wrong. So, of course, I go, we're watching Treehouse, which makes her laugh. Maybe it makes you laugh, too. I don't know. But um, so she she was running back and forth and doing this complicated jump. She likes doing skating shows uh, for us, um, where she has socks on and goes on the hardwood and, and skates and does pirouettes. Because we saw some skating uh, on the Liberty Cruise, which I hope you can join uh, us with next year. And uh, so she did this big, long run down the hallway, complicated jump. And a spin, and I tried to sort of copy her, and um, she kept telling me that I got it wrong, and so I eventually said, okay, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to play this because it's not much fun for me. And anyway, so that was sort of in the morning, and this is an amazing thing, that in the evening, uh, you know, I, I like to review her day, what she liked and what she didn't like, and I said, uh, so Izzy, what as a daddy could I have done to make your day even better? Not a hesitation. She jumped up off the couch, and she ran and did that complicated jump again because she wanted me to get it right. And that, so she, <laughs> this had been like a little loop in her head the whole day that I hadn't got that jump right despite trying like 20 times. And so I went and I eventually did get her approval, which was fantastic. Um, even when she doesn't have any shoes on, she's still wearing her bossy boots. So <laughs> that was, uh, that was fantastic. Um, there's, I mean, there's a lot of negotiation at the moment, uh, which I find enormously thrilling and, uh, and exciting. And she really is um, great at the understanding the why. And boy, it takes time. And sometimes it's a bit of a teeth-gritting time to explain the whys of what we're doing, right? So explain why we have to limit her sugar intake because there are little bugs that eat her teeth and blah, blah, blah. And that is something that is, I just, I, I so much recommend it to, to parents out there. To just take the time to explain. I know that there is this, reflex. I don't think it's natural. I know it's from the way that I was parented to just impose your will. You just get impatient. No, we need to do it this way. We don't have time. We don't, right? But, you know, take the time. You know, if you don't have the time now to sit down for five minutes and explain what you're doing and, and get her to understand or him to understand why you're doing, if you don't have these five minutes now, are you going to have 500 hours over the next 20 years when there's resistance after resistance because there's simply been an imposition of power rather than an enrolling in what's happened? And um, so she's going through this phase, and I remember going through this phase as a little kid too, where uh, I don't know if it's because her body is growing so fast, or I mean, when I was a kid, I had lumbago, like my my bones were growing faster than my 
uh, tendons and endo is very uncomfortable. And so she's going through a phase of physical discomfort, like anything that shaves or is too tight or whatever. She doesn't like, too tight, it's itchy, da-da. <laughs> but, um, um, but explaining to her that, you know, so we got her new genes and explaining to her that it'll take a little while for the give and they'll be, they'll, you know, she has to get used to them and so on. Um, so we did that and she was okay. And then today she didn't want her jeans on again because she said they were too tight. And I said, do you remember yesterday you said that they were too tight? And then you ran here and you ran there. We did this, we did this, did the other, and everything was fine. And she looked at me and she could remember that. And she could remember that it was fine even though she complained about it ahead of time. And in the same way, when she says she's not tired, again, you just have to track and remind and say, do you remember yesterday you said you weren't tired? And then what happened was you fell asleep for two and a half hours and it was hard to wake up. Uh, or if she doesn't want to have a bath time, say, hey, do you remember two days ago you also didn't want a bath time and then you didn't want to get out of the bath? Wasn't that funny? You didn't want to get into the bath. Ah, I don't want to. And then you didn't want to get out of the bath. It wasn't that funny. And getting her to understand that empirically her judgment in the moment is not always correct relative to the results. Uh, and that's something that's very, very important to get her to self-criticize her own judgments in the moment or to self-evaluate the validity of her own judgments in the moment is so important. Because if she doesn't doubt herself or doubt the efficacy of her judgments in the moment, how are you going to get her to do stuff she doesn't want to do in the moment? You have to get her to recognize that she's not been correct in the past and she might not be correct now. Um, getting her to try new foods, you know, just try it. You can spit it out, you know, if you don't like it or whatever. And it's frustrating, you know, when you, you've got a food that you know your kid is going to like. If they try it, they won't try it. Eh, you know, that's okay. Um, I think that there still has been no particular fights that, I mean, occasionally I would get annoyed with her because she likes to be carried. She's a real lap, lap cat. And I get tired, you know, she's like 40 pounds with clothes and all that sort of stuff on. And, you know, carrying that around on your hip for half the day can be, can be tiring. So, um, getting her to understand that, you know, getting her to, to understand that sort of I have needs and preferences as well. You know, when you're, when, when they're babies, I mean, you have no needs and preferences other than what the, the baby needs because th there is no negotiation and they don't have the capacity to understand or satisfy your needs when you're the parent and they're the baby. So you just, you know, you pour yourself into their needs like water into a strangely shaped and <laughs> extremely flatulent jug. But now that she's getting older, uh, I need her to understand that that I have needs and preferences as well and that she needs to sort of understand and empathize with my needs and preferences in order for us to continue to have a good relationship. Now, understand, like, it's like 95, 99 to 1 in terms of my needs versus her needs, but I need to start introducing those to her because otherwise she's just not going to grow up with the need to send her radar out to other people's needs to understand that there's that kind of equality uh, is necessary in a relationship. So, you know, I have a weakness for The Daily Show, <laughs> and so every now and then I just want to watch the first monologue. So... Uh, if we've been playing, I say, well, I want to go and watch this. And be like, no, dad, I don't come play with me. It's like, I will. And I'll come back. You know, we've done this and this and this for you all day. I would like to sit, have a, uh, a coffee and watch, you know, 15 minutes of, of this show or whatever. And I think that's been really helpful for her. I mean, it does give her the capacity to, to, to self-regulate, to begin to amuse herself. But I really feel that it's also necessary to begin to impress upon her the need to, that other people are going to have opinions that are divergent from hers and preferences that are not convenient to her in the moment. I just think that's, that's necessary and important. You know, you, you, you can't spoil 
uh, an infant, but I think once they hit toddlerhood, I think you do need to start negotiating your own needs and preferences with uh, with the child. Uh, otherwise, um, I just don't think they're going to get that particular language of compassion. And I think that's very important. And I have found that her compassion has been uh, growing uh, considerably as that process has been uh, moving forward. I have still found uh, no need for any kind of aggression, uh, verbal or physical aggression. She has still... I have never raised my voice to her. Of course, I've never called her a name. It's unthinkable to hit her. And this is in situations where people have told me consistently and continually, some people, that this is where it's going to be necessary. So uh, yesterday, she really, really wanted to make an omelet from beginning to end by herself. Now, she's still two. And I said, you know, can I help and so on? And she's like, no, I want to do it by my own, <laughs> by myself. She's sort of veering between the two. So, you know... You grit your teeth and, you know, I, tr I trust her judgment. Her judgment is really good. And she did that. Uh, you know, we got her the stool, uh, we got her the eggs, and she has this great way of cracking eggs. Uh, she basically taps them a few times and then, you know, holds them in, I I over the bowl and then just basically, you know, crushes them uh, like Randall Hurst with a local newspaper. And then we pick, a, <laughs> it's called pick out the shells time or get crunchy uh, omelette. And she, she, she made that, she stirred it, uh, she poured the milk in, uh, kind of a milky omelette, and then she, you know, I did the, obviously I put the thing on the stove and heated up. And then she poured it in, and um, she put the, uh, she put the, uh, the cheese in and all that, and that was uh, amazing. I mean, she did, you know, with a, obviously me dealing with some of the element stuff, but she did that fantastically. And there was only one point where she was close to touching the pan when she was putting the cheese in, where I said, listen, you got to yeah, feel this, you know, that's really hot, you don't want a big owie, blah, blah, blah. You give that whole explanation, and, I mean, she is really, really careful. I mean, I think she's had one cut her whole life when she jumped uh, into uh, a... Uh, we were at a beach, and she jumped in, and she landed on some other kid's toy and cut her knee a little bit, but that's it. Um, she has almost no... She's very, very careful. And it is... Um, it is a very light touch, you know, again, that I really, really strong... A very, very slight change in emphasis... Uh, is really, really all that's necessary. She is also, um, she has her pleases and thank yous down uh, fantastically, which I am thrilled about and I think is, is really nice. Uh, she asks before, um, you know, can I have this? Can I eat that? Can I do this? And she's, you know, she asks, uh, which I think is great. It's not something we demanded of her or required of her, but uh, she does that, which I think is fantastic. Um, and I think there is that reciprocity uh, of... Um, respect that you know i think is is really really important and she does um she does i think appreciate that i mean certainly she's seen other kids being harshly treated uh, and uh we we talk about that uh, when when that occurs and uh that's you know it's tragic to see and tragic to have to explain as best i can but it really it really is wonderful to see the degree of ease at which this parenting phase is, is developing. And it, it is a payoff from having put almost all of my needs aside for uh, over two years. And that has, you know, I can't really stress that enough that, you know, when you have, when you have kids, your needs just go by the wayside. Your own particular preferences, I mean, I'd love to be writing more books, I'd love to be working on a documentary, and that's all going to come. But for this couple of years, uh, it's really, really been essential. Now I'm starting to assert some of my own needs and preferences again, uh, she is respectful. She is positive. She is, um, uh, she, she asks if she can do things and 
I, you know, I'm, and, and she's, you know, what's interesting as well. She's entirely non-retaliatory. And that I think is really fascinating. So, well, I hope like all parents, I think like all parents, occasionally, you know, I'll turn around and bump her because I, you know, don't see her coming in her soft, you know, little stocking feet. Uh, or I'll bump her or something like that. And she'll sort of say, ow, and oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, Isabella, I'm so, so sorry. I put, try to put you in the car too fast. You, And I try not to, you know, tell her that um, it's because of something she did. You know, like uh, you were kicking your legs when I took you out of the bath and you stubbed your toe. And, well, you know, and I, you know, I'm sorry and lots of sympathy and so on. But if she's hurt, she's not at all retaliatory. Like she doesn't get angry. She doesn't like she's just upset that she got hurt and she's perfectly willing to be comforted and so on. I think that comes out of the apologies and the ownership that I have for her physical safety and security, uh, and that if she gets hurt, it's always my fault. It is, I mean, certainly it's always my fault. Uh, and that has, I think, made her entirely non-retaliatory. It's great to see how assertive she is. Um, so when we were on the Liberty Cruise, if there was someone else's kid uh, was doing something that, that she didn't like, she would say, I don't like that. Please stop doing that. Uh, and she was really assertive. I think that's absolutely fantastic and wonderful. And um, she is a complete delight to see play with uh, with other children. Um, she just really sweeps them up in these flights of, of fancy that are just delightful to watch. So I just wanted to give everyone an update. Um, I hate to call it the experiment because that sounds, I don't know, uh, <laughs> kind of uh, German. But um, the uh, experience of peaceful parenting, of philosophical parenting, of you know, uh, extra special personhood with whipped cream and cherries on top for my daughter is progressing better than I ever could have imagined. Um, she is an absolutely, unbelievably, amazingly incredible, wise, smart human being who I learn from every day. Maybe that's a cliche. Maybe you hear that all the time from parents. I'm telling you, it's true. I learn about patience. I learn about um, non-retaliatory. I learn about assertiveness from her. She is... Uh, an amazing human being that way and it is a very easy relationship it is a very fun relationship you know i am continually asking her what i can do better what she would like more of what she would like less of whether it's okay to do this whether she'd rather do that uh, and if i have to do something with her that she doesn't like but needs to be done i will apologize i will explain why and uh, it, it's almost always uh, uh, fine after that and so i really want to enthusiastically <laughs> put the stamp of approval on my own theories. I don't know whether you take that seriously or not, but I'm telling you, it works more beautifully than uh, I could have ever imagined. And that is just something to um, that I'm enormously relieved about, I'm very happy about, and uh, I highly and thoroughly recommend. If you want more on philosophical parenting, uh, you can go to freedomainradio.com forward slash podcasts, and uh, just below the feed list, there is um, a little feed hyperlink for the Philosophical Parenting Podcast. I'll, of course, add this to the list. But uh, I hope that you will really, really consider taking the non-aggression principle and uh, property rights and having more respect for your children than you would for anyone else in your life due to the dependent and involuntary nature of that relationship. Uh, I hope that you will continue to ask for feedback from your children on what you could do better uh, and to continue to learn from them and to treat them with all of the extra respect that your increased size, power, and strength demands. And uh, I I can almost guarantee you that everything will do better. And again, as always, thank you so much, including you, Jeff, to send uh, for everyone who's sending me emails telling me how they have uh, stopped uh, striking their children, stopped slapping and spanking, and even raising their voices at their children. And thank you so much to everyone who's reported. And it has been universally consistent so far.
of the massively improved results of that. So keep doing what you're doing if it's peaceful, positive, and loving.